Scott, can you show me no, proper get microphone closer. technique? Oh, I fell right into the trap. Can you show me proper microphone technique? Yeah, listen, bring it bring it close to your mouth. Close like this. Nah, a little bit back. Like this. Oh, no, you, no you're taking off the sock. Is it better? Yes. There are spoilers in this show. Welcome, everybody, to Ignorance Is This, a show about a different way of viewing cinema, with little to no knowledge about it beforehand. My name is Scott Martin, and sitting opposite me is my Hello, co- and welcome back to BBC Broadcasting. We're here with Scott Martin and Oliver Deer. Today, we're talking about the newest film from Rod- Robert Rodriguez, <laughs> and also when improv goes too far. Back to you, Scott. <laughs> is my co-host Oliver Deer? G'day, all. Hey, okay. how are you doing? Yeah, good. Did, did my bit work? Yeah, yeah, that was a good bit. Cool. Do Do you want to make that a, a segment of every show where you interrupt me with something I'll just new? Interrupt me with a new presenter. Okay. Yeah, new presenting. We we try week after week to see if we can get a joke that will stick. <laughs> I think that's gold. I think you've struck gold there. Alrighty, back to, back to the sports and weather with with uh, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> For reference, there's a Philip's uh, screen in front of me. <laughs> yeah, you're doing that that good method of, of picking people's names. <laughs> Improv comedy, really and, good. Uh, at that. Um, how are you doing this week? Hey, I'm doing real good this week, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I've had two coffees this morning. We got up hell early to watch Ooh. a film. Yep. You don't... Okay, so we've made you watch a film this week. Yeah, finally. And you don't... You still don't know what it's called. <laughs> no. Um, if if you've missed any of the last maybe two weeks, um, this film has been sizzled by Ollie uh, twice in a row. Um, but something he's kept pretty consistent is the fact that he's not going to tell me what it's called. Um, we actually watched the movie. He named the movie because it was on a USB stick. Um, Ignorance is this the movie. <laughs> um, so still didn't know what it was when I saw that. And he made sure that I closed my eyes and turned away <laughs> uh, when the when the movie title actually appeared on screen. Yep. Um, and I'm not going to tell you what it is yet either. I still don't know. <laughs> so it's a, it's a film by Robert Rodriguez in made in 1996. Uh, people can look it up like if they want. Um, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yes. But yeah. first, I've had a little thought. How have you now? And now this is quite important. Now I know you probably know your 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 tax file number off by heart, surely. Oh, yep, absolutely. Yeah, and you know you've got your you know your birth birth certificate number you know all these personal details your blood type you know all this i've got them all on me right now always now uh, there's another important one that i want to make sure you know you remember um do you know that your bacon number off the top of your head (laughs) (laughs) um no what's exactly is a bacon number you don't know what the bacon number is i do but i'm okay yeah for uh, for the listeners (laughs) okay so the bacon number for some reason something developed where there is degrees of kevin bacon Whereby the actor Kevin Bacon, of uh, Footloose fame, from of Footloose fame, he was in X Men First Class. Oh, wow. um, that's a huge role for him. Yep, um, he's pretty famous. He's in heaps of stuff. Um, but if so, it's sort of hard to explain. Your Kevin Bacon has a Bacon number of zero, but if you were in a film with Kevin Bacon, your Bacon number is one. If you were in a film with the actor that was in a film with him, but you weren't in that film that he was in, yep. you have a bacon number of two. Okay. So, uh, for example, uh, Hugh Jackman was in 
Um, all of the <laughs> he was in that X Men movie, so uh, Hugh Jackman would have a Baker number of one. Yep. But uh, Russell Crowe, I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing here. I'm assuming Russell Crowe would have a Baker number of two because Russell Crowe was in a movie with Hugh Jackman in Les Misérables, and then Hugh Jackman was in. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, do you know your Baker number? Oh. Could you could you just guess? Could you uh, have yeah. a? Yeah. My Baker number would be two. Oh, show me your thoughts there. Where, where, are, you, where well, are you with Kevin Bacon? Then? Well, Kevin Bacon appeared in an X-Men movie. Was it First Class? Mm, I is, know what you're trying to get at. And is that wrong. where... You're wrong. Was he, which one was he in? He's in... Um, Origins? Yeah. Uh, so, what about The Wen Man? What about David Wen? David For Wen. anyone listening. <laughs> yeah, the people who are completely out of context. Completely, <laughs> completely unaware. So... Um, uh, we were both in a, uh, we were both extras in a thing called The War That Changed Us, which aired on ABC. It was a documentary, we were just extras as soldiers. Um, but that had Miles Pollard in it, yeah. and he's an Australian actor. My boy! And he was in X-Men Origins, but that's not the film Kevin Bacon was in. Alright, well then three. He was in a movie with Hugh Jackman, and then Hugh Jackman was in or- uh, First Class, and he was also in... Uh, Kevin Bacon was in that, so my Bacon number would be three. Your Bacon number would be three? Yeah. Now, I can tell you, because I've actually looked it up uh, before. So, we're counting... So, you have to be um, on video with them, or you have to appear in... <laughs> yeah. So, no, no, sorry. No, I was I'm thinking, did we even I don't know, get I know, I don't, time on the I don't, that I don't mean us. we need to be in the same shot or anything, but yeah. we need to be... You need to have recorded footage. What about recorded audio footage? Uh, I've interviewed him for anyone that's listening. Me, <laughs> me and Miles are mates. In fact, I'm gonna probably have him on my on my show in yeah. two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Sizzle there. Ollie doesn't know about that, but I'm planning it. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, um, because we've also been with David Wenham. We're in a photo. Uh, yeah. Who and David Wenham was in Lord of the Rings and 300 for those who don't know. Um, and uh, but- recently in Iron Fist. Mm. Have you seen that yet? No, I haven't. Me neither. No. I'm probably not going to watch probably it. Probably not going to watch it now. Yeah. Um, I, did that, did one of our parents take a video footage of us together oh. with David Wenham? I don't. I don't know. Actually, I don't think that happened. But anyway, I think I we think we took won't... footage footage the year after, yeah. <laughs> which had Miles in it. <laughs> it was us that were filming it. Oh yeah. Um, I think we won't count a picture though. We'll count. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we'll count the war that changed us. So I've I've counted. I've estimated. We are in fact. Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. We have a Baker number of two. You're correct. Whoa! Uh, look at me. Yeah, you could have. We could have just did Wolverine. Thank you. We could have gone through Hugh Jackman, but um, the one it says on the website is Miles Pollard was in The Turning. Yeah. And that's the film we we made a short film the based way, on it. The way that we eventually ended up meeting Miles Pollard was because we made an excellent short film <laughs> um, that was based... Off the um, off the prompt of the turning point, which was taken inspiration from the film The Turning, yeah. which is a Western Australian uh, short short film collection. Yeah, written by Tim Winton. Written by Tim Winton. Yeah. Sorry, short novel um, or short story. Mm. And then that's how we ended up winning. So. Well, we came second, second, but we got all of the glory. Gl- 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 because the, yeah, the winners weren't there, glory. so we, we got the fame that night. Yeah, <laughs> but um, you, so Miles Pollard was in the turning, and Rose Byrne was in the turning, 
and Rose Byrne was in X-Men First Class and with Kevin Bacon. There we go. So, our Bacon number is two. Wait, wouldn't our Bacon number be three? No. Because Miles Pollard was No, because two. Kevin Kevin is zero, Rose Byrne is one. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, sorry, we would be three. Yeah. We would be three. Okay. So, I was right both times. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Damn, I wish we had two. We, yeah, me we too. Get, we're getting closer every year. I remember I used to be six once. Sorry? I, I used to be have a Bacon number of six. I've since progressed. Wow. So I, I calculated I some AFL player had been had been in like home and away or something and that's and then I figured, well, I've been in a crowd at an AFL game <laughs> <laughs> where that player was playing. So that technically so, I appeared on footage. That is so <laughs> cheating. Oh my god. Very cheating, but you know, we do what we can to get the highest bake uh, the lowest baker number possible. And let's, everyone should. Let's make it a goal. By episode 100 of this show, we oh. will hit triple figures, by the way. <laughs> we will have a bacon number of one. Zero, if possible, will become, become Kevin Bacon. Yeah, that'd be good. All right. I mean, I'd... What's that bit from Community? If you woke up as a marshmallow or a donut, would you eat yourself? I wouldn't even question it. <laughs> I was just thinking, if I was a Kevin Bacon, I'd probably try to bloody eat myself. Am I right? <laughs> oh, bacon. Sizzle, sizzle, sizzle. I don't know if you deserve a clap. Is it good? Yeah, okay. Yay. All right, there we go. <laughs> hey, uh, what should we do next? Uh, <laughs> let's let's do the worst segment of the show. No, it's where, not the worst segment where of the show. You, <laughs> where you ha- and have taken enjoyment in, uh, in making fun of me because I claimed that I could, uh, I could tell you any Rotten Tomato score if you gave me any movie. And I would confidently get it within 5%. Yeah. And since us doing this segment, I've done horribly. I think beyond you, Beyond belief, horribly. I think you might have got maybe three correct. Yeah. And they've all been, like, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. Even, and not even, even, you don't yeah. need those. You've got a strike rate of about 20%. Yeah. But they are... 20% of the time 100% of the time yeah <laughs> okay well let, let, I'll try to keep um, that that status but yeah I had so much confidence when we first did this and I'm doing very poorly but go on give us your give us your movies yeah. for this week so um, the movies for this week were actually stolen from um, a cut segment of the show last week mm-hmm. um, unfortunately we went over time and we didn't record it but I had to quickly decide to not Use fruit is a cute, uh, which is the segment of the show. Um, so I decided to transfer them over. So what I actually got here, these were um, these were movies that are having a sequel out this year. Okay. Because we were talking about um, Guardians two last week. Yeah. So that's what the um, that's what the plan was. Yeah. So straight into it. All right. Are you excited about the new Blade Runner film? Um. Blade Runner 2017, I think yeah, it's yeah, called. Yeah, I am, because it's uh, made by Dennis Villeneuve. You've got your... <laughs> I don't know how to say that. You've got your Harrison Ford's coming back. Oh, right, yeah. You've got your... That new guy, the, uh, that big pretty boy. What's Ryan his name? Gosling. Gosling. Right? You've got Gosling in this one. Seen the first one? I don't know. haven't seen it. It's going to be awesome, I reckon. Well, do you think it'll beat the score... Of the first one. <laughs> what do you think that score was exactly? Oh. I've got my finger over the ding button and my finger over the buzz button. I reckon it's 96. 96. Yeah. Uh, 
disappointing effort. <laughs> um, I just know how much everyone loves that film. I would assume it's like right up there. It is. It is right up there for a film that's had as many reviews as it has. It's got uh, eighty nine percent, which is um, you're off by just a couple of percent. Nearly. What about the new uh, Resident Evil film? It came out earlier this year. Have you seen it? <laughs> came out in like February or January. No, I haven't even. seen it. But have you seen any of the other ones? No. <laughs> what do you think the first one got? <laughs> Resident Evil. Wait, I have seen... No, this is the zombie one. No, I haven't seen that one. Um, uh, I'm going to say 55. Very incorrect. Gee whiz. Very incorrect. Gee whiz. Um, the first Resident Evil, I don't know what year it is. Um, usually I say what year it is, but I didn't write this one down. <laughs> What's the point? Uh, it got 34%. Ugh. Um, Crap. This is a movie that you like, um, but I haven't seen, and I don't care about the franchise, so the fact that there's a sequel coming out, I just do not have any interest in it whatsoever. I'll probably end up seeing it for the show, mm. but um, I don't... Pirates of the Caribbean. No. <laughs> no, you made a huge call and you were so wrong. Uh. It's uh, John Wick. Oh. Uh, the first John Wick, I think, got... 88. Yeah, 85% for John Wick. Nice. That's very good. Within three. Good, good. Uh, See, that's that's right where you want to be. You yeah. don't want to be exactly on, because then people yeah. will think that you're a cheater. <laughs> but around about that 3%. All right. Um, oh, wait. If, if I get two more correct, am I... Do I win? Is that right? Um, I, I might actually win today. Yep. Okay. Well, we, I've got five, so yeah. you've got one correct out of three. So yeah. you need to get these last get two. these other two. I don't think you will. <laughs> what was your favourite joke from the first Kingsman movie? Mine was definitely the anal joke at the end. <laughs> I was so I was like, nah, that's a bit. I didn't like. Mine that was the Macca's joke. I think when. They- <laughs> oh, and it's served like on a perfect like gold platter. Yeah, yeah. Are you, is it Kingsman? Is this what yeah, you want to ask? The me? first Kingsman. What do you think? First of all, is it good <sighs> or bad? It's good. But is it good enough to? Gunner, a like a a John Wick or a Blade Blade Runner level stuff. I reckon about seventy four. Yes, on the dot. Oh yes, I told you. Nah, you're cheating. Nah, nah, nah you're cheating. Nah. <laughs> oh my god, this is the this is the first tiebreaker. This is like this is this is a this is a clincher. <laughs> Saw three. That's right. I specifically went out of my way to make this as difficult as possible oh. last week. I was like, now nah, you'd know the first Saw. <laughs> but you know what I you wouldn't. wouldn't care for? Saw 3. three. <laughs> What's the sixth one coming out this year, I think? Or the third one? Oh, sorry, the fifth one? What do you think Saw 3 got? All right, this is going to be a this is going to be a chainsaw in the dark here. Oh, very good. Let's say Saw 3 got 33. Wait. He's doing the math. It's probably wrong. Wait, hang on. Uh, I'm freaking out, man. Uh, Thirty? Do you say thirty-three? Yeah. Yes. I think. <gasps> I think. <laughs> Wait. No, no, no. You can't. You can't take back. Uh, if you if you play the sound. You did. It's twenty-eight. <laughs> That's yes. exactly five yes. below, right? Yes. Yes. I am so smart at at films. I know uh, percentages. Yes. I'm standing up. 
Suck it. You're Get out. What? Leave the studio. Oh, well, <laughs> this is my podcast now. I brought the microphone <laughs> up to me so I can continue standing. I was standing before to cheer you on, but now I'm standing to be dominant. Do not speak to me like that on my podcast, please. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Good stuff, Ollie. I think I get a prize. Next next week, I get to introduce the show. Oh, I'm more than happy for you to do that. It no, means you won't I don't be. have to write an intro. No, you won't be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. I don't know how to do any of that technical stuff. Anyway. Oh, I'll, I'll do the technical stuff for oh, okay. you. You yeah. just got to start the show. Yeah, I do, do my microphone voice. I get to sit in that chair, though. <laughs> the opposite one. Okay. Yeah. So you'd have to learn the desk so while I'll you're doing it. So I'll be in charge. It be yeah, my I'll pro- set it up for you, but okay. you need to press the buttons. All right, so it'll be in my podcast next week. I'll yeah. run the show. Sure. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on to our next topic. Um, yeah, let's so talk about the movie. We watched a film this week. It was, it was my turn to pick a, a film that... Scott has no idea about. So, uh, this week I, I decided, okay, so big, big spoilers, obviously. So definitely don't listen to this bit if you have plans to watch this film. It's, it's by Robert Rodriguez in 1996. Um, okay. So I don't, I don't want to tell you the title and I'll tell you why I didn't want to tell you the title. What do you think it was called? What do I think it was called? Yeah, what do you think the film was called? Titty Truck Stop? Or whatever, it was, whatever that place was. I don't know what it was so called. The, I honestly the, have no idea. The The plot of this film is... um. The plot of this film is there's two brothers and they're, they've taken a family hostage and they need to get to Mexico and it's George Clooney and Tw- Quentin Tarantino as the two brothers and... Quentin Tarantino was a a really creepy oh, sex man. offender weirdo. Didn't like any of that. And it turns out, I did read it, uh, Quentin Tarantino did write the script. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about why that's funny in a little bit. <laughs> um, um, and they... And in the last act of the film, at the beginning of the last act of the film, what happens, they arrive at a this bar in the middle of... Uh, Mexico, and it's just in the middle of the nowhere, and it's like a, this a bar only for truckers and stuff. And the two brothers cause a scene, and suddenly all the the exotic dancers and the staff of the bar turn into vampires, and and yeah, there's a bloodbath and a battle in the last, and you have no reason to believe whatsoever no. prior to that scene that anything supernatural is gonna happen in this film no no exactly yeah just it was as quick of a as a genre change as i've ever seen yeah in any form of medium ever <laughs> like jesus <laughs> I, I i did record uh the moment to see if you would react you didn't really say anything but you just you looked a bit stunned i suppose yeah i, I, I just i was what, what was going through your head i think well i just I don't know what was going through my head. It was like I was so I was very much involved with the story from the first half or mm. the first three quarters even, and just that change it just made me think like I didn't I didn't know what I if I even liked it, let alone whether I was happy about <laughs> it. Like I thought it might have been potentially a dream sequence for a second. Yeah. 
because the dancer that was the first one to change had like at least a minute and a half of screen time of just um, right. er- erotic dancing. Yeah, in front of uh, Quentin. Quentin. So I thought maybe this was some kind of like fantasy that he was going through. Right, because he's he is deluded and he sort of has vision. He's super weird. Like he's mm. a full on psychopath. So I thought maybe he might have thought that that transition of this of this sensual dancer turning into an actual <laughs> zombie, uh, sorry, a, a vampire, might have been him. But that's why I kind of just kept my mouth shut because I thought it was going away after that if moment. I, yeah, if I had looked at you, you would have been like, hold up. Yeah. Some, this is for real. <laughs> I did. I, was, I certainly had a, a certainly was showing that I was very confused, but I thought it was going to stop and go away soon, but it didn't. And it stayed um, for the rest of the film, which was another at least... What, forty-five? It was the minutes? rest. Of the, the rest of the film. Yeah, but it, like, what? How long do you think that was? Was that halfway through the movie? Because that that whole bit, last with bit, the, with the zombie, I reckon the vampires. I reckon it was. It wasn't halfway, but it, it was, lasted so long. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that was the entire third act. I suppose. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was the last third. So what do you think it was called then? I don't. I don't know what it was called. Vampire. Vampire Man. No. It, it doesn't... Dancing Vamps. So the film is called From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, okay. That's... And they said that in the film. They say it a lot. It's it's the big, it's the title that says under the big sign of the of the bar. It yeah. says, uh, open from dusk... Uh, open Dusk Till Dawn. And I, I saw that and it kept showing it. And I was like, oh, I hope you don't realise that. <laughs> okay. Do you and, know- there, and yeah, uh, the, um, the character introduced in the last like 10 minutes or so said it because i I even thought i was like would these zombies of i keep on saying zombies but the vampires would these vampires like wouldn't it make more sense to be from dawn to dusk because that's during the night time but then i realized if it's open then they'd be forced to stay indoors and then when it's closed which is after dawn i mean after dusk yeah they uh, surrounded by darkness, so it's no biggie. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be the other way around. Yeah. So from dusk till dawn, the vampires come out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so th- the reason I didn't want to tell you the title is because Netflix has an original series called From Dusk Till Dawn, the series. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Based on this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I would want so to watch a, it. Yeah. Um, I think there's two seasons of it, and it's a Netflix original. And... I'm pretty sure the... Because I thought you would have definitely seen this on Netflix, like just scrolling through. Yeah. And the the picture is a is a woman with vampire fangs. Oh, wow. And so... Yeah, that I mean, is for a the, spoiler. For the, seri- for the series, it probably is just about vampires from the get-go. Yeah. Um, probably. But I thought, if you've seen that, and then I tell you there's a movie, and you link the two, you might think it's about vampires. Okay. Because... I the the cover of this film is only Quentin Tarantino and George Clooney and they've got like a gun, uh, so that, like okay. that you just think it's about them and like their heist and whatever. Well, you're supposed to think it's like that for the f- yeah for over halfway of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but on the back cover, you see a woman and you see her mouth open and there are the slightest fangs, like really, really small fangs. And I flipped the cover and and I saw that and I thought is this about vampires? And then I was watching it and I was like becoming 
I was thinking, oh, okay, maybe it's not about vampires. Maybe that's not what it is. Yeah. And then, and then they did this shot of uh, Quentin Tarantino's hand like dripping with blood, and then it slowly zoomed up to the woman. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and and then she turns into a vampire and my cousin just audibly said, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah it, I completely wasn't expecting what happened. I was very involved in the, in the storyline yeah. of the original characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, they're keeping like the... They're past ambiguous, and yeah. they they got to go to Mexico, and they're gonna meet this person. But who's the person? How much money are they gonna get? What did they actually do to get the money? Mm-hmm. And then it turns out the reason why they haven't told you is because it's super not relevant. <laughs> <laughs> There's a vampire film, Scott. We don't care about these two brothers. No, yeah, you're so, right. What do you think of the film? Yeah, I really liked it. I did yeah. really like it. Is this well received? By the public, because um, I just like, I'll tell it's, you, it's a it's a cult classic. Okay, uh, when it came out, it was it was mixed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think it's got maybe like sixty nine percent on nice. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, nice. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Everyone. So, something like that, but um, it's a cult classic. Everyone, okay. everyone loves it. Well, like I I think maybe a good thing that we can do for the show. We're just having a meeting now. We're just having a, a podcast meeting. Yeah. Um, something that we could do could be that, um, I kind of like every movie I see, I rank them based on all the other movies I see and like create a list. Okay. So by the end of like the semester or the end of the year or whatever, I could have like potentially like 40 films and I could put them in place of which ones I like the most. Okay. That's a good idea. So, so far I've seen the princess bride and this Yeah. and I'll, I'll keep princess bride in top spot, I think. Okay. But yeah, I still enjoyed this. Yeah. A lot, and it was oh. a very, it was a very good twist. But I, w- I wasn't expecting the twist. I thought the twist was going to finish, but it didn't. It, <laughs> it, it carried on. It got more and more it, ridiculous. It does carry on. It really does because it's like you think all the vampires are dead, and then another one comes, and then there's a sequence of them killing that one, and then there's another sequence, yeah, another vampire comes. There was a yeah. um, like before the vampire bit happened. So before this whole bar scene. There were there were comedy elements and that was quite funny mm. in some ways, but it was mostly just, oh, look at Quentin Tarantino doing this now, <sighs> and oh, and now he did this thing and this character's reacting like this, and that's kind of funny. It wasn't super like one liner funny, mm. um, but then the vampire stuff had, and it just went really as hard as a possibly good on comedy. Like there were just like <laughs> really like interesting shots. Like there was a moment where um. Um, the father, whose name is, it was like, he's played by Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Have you said? I'm trying to remember his name. It was like John Josiah or Johnny or something like that. I think it began with oh, Jacob. Jacob. It was Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. So Jacob pushed his shotgun through a zombie, yeah. through a vampire who uh, was, that was kind of like sizzled earlier when the guy was like, they're really soft. So he just yeah, stabs right. it through him. And then he realizes that there are more vampires running at him from behind that person. <laughs> so he continues to shoot the shotgun through the person's body. 
and then he'll have to like uh reshell it like so yeah. he has to like cock it again and then every time the <laughs> the vampire would like jerk up and back and yeah. then he travels further and further up the gun so like just stuff it's like, like he's that. reloading with the, and the vampire would reload too <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so it was like moments like that that were very um yeah that like i just i would not have imagined even 45 minutes into that movie that something like that would ever no. happen they have i love that last scene i love uh it's it's just so funny like all the they use so many like really stupid uh like cliches like the the guy talking about how he was in um and it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was just like yeah, he like how alludes to being in in Nam and then starts talking about it for ages. And then while he's talking about it, like typical movie to have, like at the low point of the film or whatever, they break down and the, one of the characters gets real real and how he's experienced Nam. And while that's happening, one of the characters in the background is turning into a vampire and he's trying to hide it from <laughs> everyone. The um the son character looks at him and he's like his hands just change from humans to vampires and he like quickly hides yeah. them behind his back and just like does a quick smile at the kid like stuff yeah. like that man <laughs> yeah it was good and it was i'm very actually interesting interested to see i might watch an episode or two of this netflix yeah. series i've no idea what it's like does it have any of the og characters i can i would never imagine tarantino would go back there again but or the clone uh, but maybe some of the from, from what the i read kid. there uh i think some of the characters are the same not the cast though yeah yeah, yeah. the characters but but similar. like you don't know if that like you might have saw on reddit if like oh the girl that plays the daughter she like does a guest appearance in the show or whatever nothing like that oh no, uh, no i no idea okay yeah i something i didn't super like mm-hmm. um <sighs> It's not so much that I didn't like it, it's just that I would have preferred to see the daughter character, like, what she did after all of this. Yeah. Because the movie just ended with Clooney going, yeah, nah, I'll be right by myself, laters, and then he drove off, mm. and then she's angry, she, like, kicks some her, dust up. Her whole family has just been killed, and... Yeah. Well, I w- <laughs> yeah. She doesn't really mind. <laughs> yeah, she's just saying, that, like, you want some company? And he's like, nah... I'm good. And then he drives off and then she just kicks up some dust and starts walking towards the um the mobile home that they were driving in. And I'm thinking, does she know where to go? Is she able to get back to mm. back to the US or is she going to stay? Because they were like, the last thing Clooney said was, go home, kid. And I was like, well, where? <laughs> because she lives in that place right there. She's doesn't got nowhere to drive. She probably doesn't have any money for fuel. <laughs> I want to know what happened after that. Um, Maybe that's explored in the I, Netflix I agree with series. you. When, when it ended like that, I was like, hmm, yeah, it's, a, it's a bit, it's a downer ending sort of, and then it zooms out and it's like, the bar is actually the top of a Mayan temple. Yes, that was amazing. <laughs> really I was funny. like, yeah, check out that concept art. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like concept it was, art. Um, it was a matte painting. Do you know what that is? Is that when it's... They use them in Star Wars. Um, it's basically a giant painting and they uh, they sort of... Com- like in Star Wars, like if it's a background, it's a giant painting oh. and they're acting in front of it. But in that one, oh. I think it was just a matte painting, and they were it was composited onto the image or whatever. Wow, very cool. Yep, very um, good for what nineteen ninety six, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Did you like the effects? All practical effects. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a moment where um, um, I, I, one of the z- oh, not zombies, one of the vampires um, got pushed onto a pool table. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and then uh, apparently after a a vampire is defeated like that, they um spontaneously combust into flames. So the skin around his face melts off. Um, <laughs> but then his eyes, uh, the two eyes remain intact, and they roll down off of his face into both of the holes on the pool table. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it was kind of like minute it was like a detail like it, yeah. it wasn't like a very obvious shot i just like laughed really yeah. hard at that i think that's classic rodriguez humor just like <laughs> something that's so impossible and would <laughs> yeah what else has this rodriguez done hit sin city what else i haven't seen that okay, so that sin city seen? spy kids yeah all the... okay i've seen um, spy kids oh, that explains this is the, why that mach- explains the machete and machete spy kids mach- he made machete and he uh his first his uh first became big because he directed a trilogy i can't remember exactly it's like the mexico trilogy it includes uh i think it's called el El mariachi desperado and once upon a time in mexico and they're sort of like a trilogy uh in like mexican trilogy okay apparently quite good though um and what else has he done uh I can't, can't can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, those are his main ones. Okay. His his style is, it's like it is supposed to be a bit uh, grindhouse and uh, and uh, it's supposed to look a bit silly. Yeah, just ridiculous. It's yeah. Did he also do Sin City two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and sorry, he uh, directed uh, Planet Terror, which is the grindhouse double feature with Quentin Tarantino. Uh, so Tarantino made Death Proof, and he made. Planet Terror, and they're like a double feature. Oh. Yeah. That sounds really interesting. So they're, yeah, they're, they're like best friends. I'd he, like to see him, that. Quentin Tarantino. Um, I'd like to see that. Yeah. Yeah, you'd like them. They're, they're both, like, Planet Terror is very Rodriguez, and Death Proof is very Tarantino. Well, I didn't know that um, <laughs> that you would have said last week or the week before that this was, um, that this was Rodriguez directing, mm-hmm. but... Um, even though you made me look away during the the uh, the title showing up on screen, after the cast went away and after that went away, they were, you told me to look back and there were still some things at the bottom. Mm. And it definitely did say script script by Quentin Tarantino. Uh. So I thought this might have just been one of those like very lesser lesser known Tarantino oh, movies, okay. which would make sense. It's, yeah. The fact that it's like you know absolutely ridiculous over the top violence. You've got a twist at the end, I suppose. Like, I just thought it might have been... I thought it was him until just now. Yeah. <laughs> um, just coming back to the ending, I think... Because uh, I, I agree with you, it wasn't, like, spectacular. Like, well, it's sort of... You, yeah. Down or ending, whatever. Um, I I think, actually, in, like, hindsight, I really like it because it's... I think it's Tarantino or, you know, the writers and the creators doing, again, doing tongue-in-cheek at the cliches... Yeah. So the the last bit is just filled with really dumb like cliches and you know, things like that. And I think the last thing is funny because like a lot of films like that, you know, there'll be a happy ending where maybe the main character, oh, well, we've got these two characters left. We should pair them off and have them both go off into the sunset. And yeah. And I think it's quite tongue in cheek for him to just go, nah. And uh, George Clooney just drives off and she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of the final nail in the coffin that, all of the cliches that were happening before that were just parodying the cliches. Yeah. If that actually finished with that, people would just think it's a weak ending yeah. filled with cliches, but that's the kind of proof that he still had yeah. control. Like there was a moment for sure, like away from the numb 
bit that like I don't even think that was like written like as a joke just written as a check out this cliche yeah um but there was like a moment where um the daughter character who's very religious and very innocent and stuff like that um she realizes that she starts to need killing some of these vampires and one was like unconscious on the floor and she was trying to she needed to stab it with a stake mm-hmm um, but she couldn't do it. She would oh, yeah. lift it up and then go, no. And then it would cut to the face. And I was thinking, oh, here we go. He's yeah. going to open up his eyes <laughs> and she's going to go, ah, and start stabbing yeah, him. Yeah. And then that happened like two more times when it would cut to someone else. Yeah. Quickly, it was um Sex Machine. Yeah. <laughs> it would cut to Sex Machine doing the exact same thing where he would just killing everyone, mm-hmm. stabbing it like it's nothing. And then it would cut to her again, and the exact same thing would happen. Which, like, uh, mm, no, I can't. And then it would cut to him, and I'm like, oh, it's gonna happen this time. It's gonna happen this time. <laughs> and finally, on the third time, it happened, and it was exactly that. And I was even gonna say to you, like, oh, who bloody didn't see that coming? <laughs> yeah. But now that you mentioned that there were like so many even more cliches that I even realized sure at the time, yeah. that was definitely a tongue-in-cheek moment. Yeah, like. You, uh, if anything else <laughs> happened, I would have just been like, oh, I actually wasn't expecting that because it was so obviously yeah. going to be that. It's basically the last bit of the film is just like, okay, now we're going to ruin all of your expectations up to this point yeah. <laughs> and just and just keep doing it. And just keep- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's talk about why it's funny that um, Quentin Tarantino wrote this script. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, so, to start with, uh, was this before or after Pulp Fiction? After Pulp Fiction. Because sure. I would yep. say that there were... Even though I haven't seen Pulp Fiction, geez, do I know enough of it, that I was getting, like, some serious um, Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta moments when they were both, oh, like, yeah. shooting at the same time, like, yeah, yeah. at the same thing. So I thought, like, oh, you know, he's kind of, like, drawing inspiration on that same thing that he wrote, so that's kind of an interesting thing of why, like how he wrote the script and why it's funny. He's like parodying maybe or just even referencing his own stuff. Mm. But the reason why it's funny that he wrote the own script is because there was a lot of sexualness around his character, mm-hmm. which is just, it was really uncomfortable, all of it. Yeah. Um, what was the first example? <laughs> what, what was the first? So the, 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 his feet thing. Well, no, that was quite late. Before, do you do you mean do you mean when there's because he he kind of plays this like very like he's not he's the crazy one out of the two like he's the first one to he's, shoot yeah, a bullet. He's he's a sex offender. He's crazy. He will kill. He he's deluded and thinks people are after him when they're not. Yeah. Or... So they kind of set him up as this character that he's the first person to shoot in this convenience store, this uh, bottle-o yeah. liquor store to anyone that is an Australian listening. Um, you know, I didn't know what a bottle-o was until like three years ago. Someone said <laughs> bottle-o and I was like, what the hell is that? It's just, just, it's just go to the bottle shop, you idiot. Anyway. So he's the psychopath. And then you see that they have this, um, this hostage which was also a very cool shot when they had um, Clooney and Tarantino in the car and then it would kind of zoom down the car as they sped up Mm. and then you can just... It was the boot, but then they, like, put in this image of her, like, in it, 
like just yeah, over the yeah, top, yeah, yeah. but they didn't like the boot wasn't open or anything, or the trunk. If you were any American listeners, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was a cool shot, and I I made a note of that. I was like, oh, re- reference that on the show because yeah. that was really cool. And then there's a moment where Clooney walks out of this motel that they're staying at, and it's just Tarantino and this hostage. And I was just thinking, oh no, because yeah. he's a psychopath. Yeah, this can't end well. And then the next thing that they say was they were watching this news story about them. And um, the news reporter says that he's like a sex offender, and I, I, I think I audibly just went, oh no, because they're alone. And then yeah. they come back, and it turns out that he's like completely murdered her, yeah. and, was, and raped her, and raped her. Like, yeah, so and George um, Clooney is just like, you can't do this. Yeah, he, like at, he's just standing there, is like, okay, explain it to me. And yeah. he's like, she was, she went insane, man. She went insane. It's like. No, tell me the truth. Yeah. So the other thing you're referring to as being incredibly uncomfortable is when Tarantino's character del- thinks the girl, the teenage girl, has turned around to him and looked him in the eye and said, I, oh. I want you to eat my pussy. I didn't even remember that until just now. <laughs> and. And Tarantino says, oh, okay. And he, like, it's, it's, it's a delusion. It doesn't actually happen. And then later he lo- looks at her and he's like, did you really mean what you said back there at the, the motel? She's like, well, what did I say? Yeah. With that oh. accent. And he's like, because if the offer is still available, I'm, I'm more than happy. You know, and so, yeah, um, yeah, two very confronting moments for two very different reasons. I think... A lot of people don't like Tarantino acting. I, I I reckon it's really I reckon it's spot on. I was thinking like he he, he was better than what I was expecting. He's the perfect creep. I, like, oh yeah. <laughs> well, I've only ever seen him in very short roles, mm. and I th- I thought that he was going to die super early on because he's yeah he right. only does cameos yeah like, exactly. So to see him in for like. When they were in the motel, I was like, oh, he's in this for the long run. Wow. Yeah. Like, he's like, there's cameras around him, and like, he finally gets to know what it's like to like be directed at, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he was better than what I was expecting. He, yeah. he, he wasn't bad. Yeah. I love his roles. I love it. I reckon it's always funny. What's, his, what's your favorite Tarantino um, cameo in a Tarantino film? Oh, de- definitely the Pulp Fiction one. Okay. Where, Let's uh, not. Uh, talk about what he says in that yeah (laughs) (laughs) i haven't seen it but i know about it um and so i'll say um django because that's the only one i've seen where he's an australian he was in in, um the hateful eight he was a narrator in the hateful eight he just narrated a section of it yeah yeah that's right i liked hateful eight but i had no like I, i left it thinking oh wow that was great that was three hours of film and it like kept my attention the yeah. whole way. That's really something. Like mm. I can always appreciate that. There was a thirty minute carriage ride, but they're just talking. This the exact same thing happened with um uh what what movie was it? The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. But, like I can appreciate if even if I don't super love the movie, but if I'm in there for as long as I am mm. and I walk out thinking, Well, I, I didn't like roll my eyes at the fact that this was so long. That's like a good yeah. feat. Anyway. Speaking of feet. Um <laughs> There was a um, there was another moment in which he, uh, you can tell that Tarantino is becoming quite infatuated with the the teenage girl, which I also don't like. Like that was just like mm. not don't like from like a I just that's yeah. so gross. Um, it's just like this very gratuitous shot of her feet just sitting there, and you just see him like pretty much drooling from the mouth. Mm. And I was thinking, I know that there is a very common. Um, 
joke around the internet that Quentin Tarantino has a foot fetish. Yeah. So the fact that he wrote this script for him to be staring at her feet like that was very funny. Um, and then the uh, the erotic dancer that he is, uh, thank God, is not a teenager, um, turned out to be a vampire. <laughs> yeah. But um, she walks up from the stage to where he's sitting, <laughs> puts her foot in his mouth completely, like it's no CGI or any of that shit, just full on in the mouth, and then she pours liquor down her leg so it goes into his mouth, and it 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 goes for like at least three or four different shots, and I was thinking like it'd be funny if Rodriguez was like, "All right, done, we've done it, congratulations, guys, that's that's a wrap for today," yeah. and Tarantino's like, "Nah, one more, yeah, nah, please, come on, one more." <laughs> Oh, Tarantino wrote that for himself so he could get a bit of foot action. Right, straight up in the face. <laughs> in the mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Anyway, I think that concludes our summary. So you, you liked it. I did like it. I thought it was Not funny. Not as good as Princess Bride, though. Well, Princess Bride was funnier yeah. and I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, big yeah. into comedy. I and I just, like... The yeah, reason- I just had a dumbass grin on my face through the whole of yeah. Princess Bride. But for this, I was like... Like, I really like the setting where they were. For some reason, I, was, I really like the kind of, like... It's not called the Outback, is it, of America? It's like, what's it called? Like, like It's like a modern Western sort of thing, the Texas yeah. West, whatever. And, yeah, Clooney was great. Yeah, Everyone was great in I, it. I chose it for you because I know you love twists, and I was like, I want to do Sixth Sense because I, I was like, oh, you haven't, you haven't actually seen it, but you do know the twist. Yeah, I did. So I thought, this is a film I'm pretty sure you don't even know exists. No, I didn't. And I know it has a big twist. It's a genre twist. And I've said this to you before. I... I want to watch more movies with twists in them, but I can't look them yeah. up because then I know that there's a twist in them. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, this entire podcast is just an elaborate ruse for yeah. me to be told to watch a movie and not be told yeah. if there's a twist in it or not. Don't worry, Scott. I won't give you any more films with t- twists in them. <laughs> not, not more. Well, we'll now I, I expect no twists. <laughs> And if it, and boy howdy, if I see a twist, <laughs> I'll be very confused and shocked and surprised. Um, yeah, look, uh, yeah, overall, good movie. I'll give it a whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's second on my list of the two. <laughs> hey, let's play our favorite sting. Morally, morally, world's worst. It's time for pet peeves. <laughs> Oh, you need to re-record that and fix the levels, because, oh boy, that, that gunshot is very loud. Um, don't know how to do that. Don't know audio. Don't, best best audio segment. <laughs> All right, look, uh, we've only got a couple of minutes. Let's get straight into this. Yep. Um, Pet Peeves is a segment about uh, things, tropes, dialogue options, everything that happens in film that... Ollie and I uh, don't super like. It's kind of our pet peeves in relations to films. It's my favourite segment. Oliver's favourite segment. He requests it every week. <laughs> um, I've got a pet peeve lined up. Yes. Um, I've got a list on my phone. It goes. It's in like at least 15 different pet peeves. Yes. Tell me why. Um, look, this one isn't particularly funny, but I, I notice it all the time and I hate it. Okay. Not saying goodbye at the end of a phone call. Oh, yeah. It happens in every film. Yeah. Name one film it doesn't happen in. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. It's just always like that was that was that'll give pleasantries to start off with. Mm-hmm. 
So they're pleasant people. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> oh, hey, Jack. It's Jill. Oh, cool. What are you doing? I'm just around the corner. And then they just hang up. <laughs> and they don't they don't say bye. Ring, ring. <laughs> hello, Scott. Oh, hello, Ollie. It's Scott. Isn't it a pleasant day? It's really nice to hear your voice. Thank you. Very nice to hear your voice. You've got an excellent voice. I was just heading to the shop later. I wondered if you wanted to come. Hey, I would love to come. I need some milk. Beep, Click. Beep, beep. Where's my goodbye? Ellipsis cut to us. Sorry, I cut to me waiting for you getting some milk. I don't like it. I got, I got, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just, I, yeah, it's just, it's something, it, it happens in everything. I don't think it, I don't think there was any phone call conversations that happened today in to Dust and Dawn, but <laughs> look, it's um, it's not it's not something I particularly enjoy. And now you notice it. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 This is this is something I've noticed. Yeah. It happens a lot on TV shows like Supernatural, where they're like the the character needs to be like a brooding husk of a hot dude. It's you mostly know? like yeah, like uh, agent officials and stuff like that. Exactly. Just political officials, where it would be helpful to know when the conversation has ended because this, the, or has the call cut do you mean like yeah like ring ring <laughs> <laughs> hello hello Scott uh, just I needed to send you uh, quite an official document regard, regarding um, uh, coffee cups and I just wanted to make sure that it uh, gets into your email okay absolutely click <laughs> call me, call this- me back call me back Beep, 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 beep. Brr, brr. Brr, brr. Hello? Hello, Ollie, it's me. I'm... Why are you calling me back? <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that we were confirming what we were just talking about. Um, yes, I had finished exactly what I wanted to say to you. What, what, do, you, what do you want? <laughs> I just... You said you wanted to confirm this coffee cup situation, and I'm, I'm here to confirm it. You get in, you're trapped... At... Yeah, anyway. You know what, this, <laughs> this segment's really bummed me out. <laughs> um, next week... We're talking. We're gonna watch um, either. We're gonna watch either. We're gonna go to the the cinema, and we'll either yeah, watch. We either watch Get Out that horror film. Maybe. Maybe we either watch Alien Covenant. Probably. That, not. Maybe. Or we'll watch King Arthur, which I reckon will probably be good. You reckon it won't be good? Look, this is going to be the most steaming pile of shit movie to come out of at least <laughs> at least the decade. It can't be good. I don't care if no Guy Ritchie who's directing it. <laughs> is that is that the right guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't care if Guy Ritchie directs it. It's a boring <laughs> story and it's just gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be ten minutes of can you get the sword out? Nope. And then the next 15 <laughs> seconds of, I tried really hard, but now I got the sword out. And then the next hour and a half will be of battle. Boring. And I'm willing to take it to my grave, but we don't need to because we'll find out next week, won't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ring, 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 ring. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Hello? Hey, Scott, this is Oh. I um, just wondered what film you want to see next week. <laughs> I was thinking that maybe we could watch um, King Arthur, directed by Guy Ritchie. It's going to be um, really bad, I think. Click. <laughs>